Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 8th, 2020. It's a Monday morning. I love setting the tone for the whole week, and we start off every day with the Word of God. We've been studying uh, the life of Joseph, and we've been learning about faith and patience along the way. This is Faith and Patience, part 38. The title of today's message is Executing God's Plan. It takes discipline to execute on God's plan. God giving you the, the plan, God giving you the vision, that's one thing, but then can't, do you have the faith, the patience, and the discipline to execute on that plan for the long haul? Let's, let's talk about it. The foundational scripture that we've been using for this series is James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 from the Passion Bible. It reads, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you in this world are facing nothing but difficulties, like we are right now, See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. You don't have to be moved by what's going on on the outside. For you know that when your faith is tested, it actually develops in you the power to endure all things. And then as this patient endurance grows inside of you stronger and stronger and stronger, the Bible says that it releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life until the point where there is nothing missing and nothing lacking, right? And so that's that's what it looks like, James is saying. You want to know what it looks like? to be a mature Christian, uh, somebody that's not on milk, somebody that's on meat, is somebody who has faith and somebody who is patient, somebody who has patient endurance. They have nothing missing and nothing lacking. They can believe God on God's level, and then they can hold on long enough to see what God said. Say amen to that, all right? Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says that there's a time, there's a season for everything, and that everything is going to happen at just the right time. And then finally, um, Genesis 41. I'm going to read for you verses 46 to 49. On Friday, we stopped at verse 46. So we're going to do 46 to 49 today. You ready? Genesis 41, 46 to 49. The Bible says, Joseph was 30 years old when he began serving the king of Egypt, and he traveled throughout all the country of Egypt. And during the seven good years, the crops in Egypt went very well. Everything grew very well. So Joseph saved the food. Remember that Joseph said, hey, this is the plan. You got to save 20%, one fifth, 20%. So Joseph saved that 20% of the food during the seven years, and he stored up food in cities. And in every city, he stored grain that grew in the fields around the city. So Joseph stored so much grain that it was like the sands of the sea. He stored so much grain that it could not be measured. Now think about this for a minute. Think about the discipline that's required for you to execute on this type of plan. And in a time of plenty, he is storing up grain, storing up grain, storing up grain. And people are like, oh, you don't need to do that. And he's like, no, we got to be disciplined. We got to execute God's plan. Storing up grain, storing up grain. Come on, this doesn't make any sense. Stop, execute, storing up grain. You have to have the discipline to execute God's plan. That's what I'm talking about today. So what does this mean to you today? I have... Uh, Four things to share with you on this Monday morning. And as I share these things, I want you to open up your heart to believe. So this is the the part of the message where I want you to rid yourself of every distraction. I set the stage already. Now, I'm going to give you these four things. Open up your heart. Number one, here we go. Let me set the stage. Setting the stage is number one. So Joseph was in position. He was favored of God. And what did he do? He got to work. So for the next seven years... Joseph did just what God revealed to him, right? It was a time of abundance, just like God said. The the crops were producing bumper crop after bumper crop after bumper crop. 
just like God said. And then Joseph was like, okay, through the power of God, through the wisdom of God, he developed a plan to store up that 20% that God told them in strategically designed sites, right? So he looked around the country and he was like, you know what? Uh, this is what I'm going to do. He came up with a plan. He was like, instead of storing up all the grain in one location, because if he stored up all the grain, and it says that it was so much grain, it was like the sands of the sea. So if he had stored up all the grain in one location, then he was going to have to come up with some type of elaborate distribution plan, right? And so instead of doing that, he decentralized the process through the, the wisdom of God. He said, you know what? We're going to store up uh, distribution points and storage points in certain cities, and they're going to collect up the 20% of the grain from around those cities so that when it comes time to distribute, we already have a decentralized distribution plan. And so he came up with the plan by the wisdom of God, and then he had to execute on those plans, on that plan, so that when the, the seven years of famine came, Egypt could be prepared when nobody else was prepared, right? That's setting the stage. So number two, it takes focus and patience to execute on what God said. Look, a lot of us get excited when God gives you a word, right? Let's say that you're in church and the emotions are high and the worship is strong and, and the Holy Spirit just drops a word down in your spirit. You get excited, you write it down, you put it on Instagram, you know, you do two backflips and run around the church. That's cool. But now you got to execute. That that word is supposed to give birth. That vision is supposed to give birth to a plan. And then once you have the plan that God gave you, you must have the the discipline to actually execute on the plan. Execution is the hard part. I looked up a, a Harvard Business Review article called The Execution Trap by Roger Martin. This is what he said. He said, if you run a Google search for a mediocre strategy, well executed, is better than a great strategy, poor executed, then you will get more than 42,000 references. So he says, I don't know where the idea came from, but in 2002, after the aftermath of the dot-com bubble, Jamie Dimon, who's the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, he said, I would rather have a first-rate execution and a second-rate strategy than a brilliant idea with mediocre management. So here you have the idea that came from God. The idea that came from God. The idea was awesome. It was divine revelation. It was like, hey, seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. Somebody needs to store up 20% of all the grain during the seven years of plenty. And that was great. You get the idea. And the ideas that come from God, God will give you insight. He will drop something in your spirit. He will give it to you while you're sleeping in a dream. He will give it to you in an open vision while you're awake. He will give it to you while you're driving. That's how he talks to me all the time. He will give it to you while you're driving. He will give it to you while you're praying. You got it. And once God reveals something to you, it is designed to give you an advantage. You have an advantage because you have something that other people don't know that you got. You got a revelation from heaven. You got a download from another world. So now you are in position and you have an advantage, but you have to execute. God gave Pharaoh, God gave Egypt, God gave Joseph an advantage when he told them what was going to happen next. But it takes thoughtful and prayerful um, consideration, like execute for you to execute on that type of plan, for you to execute on what God said, it takes discipline. Once the plan is in place, you have to have discipline to actually execute it. And watch this, especially when it takes a long time. So look at me. Maybe God has spoken to you about your future. If you've been walking with God, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm sure he has. 
So maybe God has helped you to develop a plan. Maybe you have a vision board, you're writing stuff down. That's cool. But once you have all of that, what are you going to do? Now you actually have to go do it. And while you're doing it, your part is execution. And the execution phase is often non-glorious. The execution phase, because you're working on something. I remember I had a pastor say, I'm working on something because I'm going somewhere. And I'm going somewhere because I'm working on something. And so, so you're, you're working on something because you're going somewhere. And while you're working on something because you're going somewhere, sometimes it's going to take a long time and you must have the discipline, the patience to stay focused while you are doing it. Do you have the discipline to execute on the plan God gave you? That's the question for this morning. Number three, here's a big one. In 2020, delayed gratification seems to be like a lost art. Delayed gratification is not something people want to talk about today. Today, everybody wants it and they want it now. The problem with that, (laughs) I've told you this many times, is that God is not in a hurry. So God, our God is not in a hurry. He takes the long view. God reveals something to you that may not happen for a long time, and he's okay with that. Like, God is not moved. God does not move by time. God gave Joseph a dream when he was 17. Joseph didn't get a a breakthrough in that dream until he was 30. And even then, the dream had not happened yet. When he became the prime minister of Egypt, that was not the dream. The dream was that he was supposed to be over his brothers, right? So now for that to happen, you have to go through the seven years of plenty, And then after that, two more years later, it was when Israel and the Israelites and Joseph's family started running out of food, and then they show up in Egypt. So it was going to be another nine years before this thing actually happened. Joseph got a dream when he was 17, and the dream was not really going to come to pass until he was 39. And and so, so let me just bring it to today, and I know we don't like to talk about this, but let's say God gave you a dream last night, and we're in 2020. There is no way the way people think today. There is no way in your mind that you think that that dream is not going to come to pass until 2042. Think about that for a minute. No way. Heck no. You don't even want to wait three weeks. You don't want to wait 22 days, much less 22 years. But no one wants to acknowledge the fact that sometimes God will give you something that may not happen for a long time. And in that span, there are even portions to it. There are sections to it. And so in this span, there was a section called the seven years of plenty. And in that seven years of plenty, they had to store up grain. And and, and I want you to think about that for a minute. Seven years of plenty, let me store up grain. Now, that's easy to say on paper. Dude, that is 84 months. Now, think about that. He had to store up grain, be disciplined for 84 months, 84 months so that they could be prepared for 84 months uh, of lack later. So that's 84 months. They had to be focused for that long. That's why I'm teaching about faith and patience. If you really want to be who it is that God has called you to be, it's going to take discipline. It's going to take faith. It's going to take patience. It's going to take determination. It's going to take perseverance. You got it? All right, number four and finally, last point for this morning so I can release you into this day. Fourth point, major point, (laughs) major point, like um, DJ Khaled says, major key. This is a major key right here. Number four, vision restrains you while you're waiting on God. Vision restrains you while you're waiting on God. While Joseph was leading Egypt to store up that 20%, he had to be restrained. They're they're gonna be... There were going to be people that was like, man, this is stupid. Like, I could just see like people that are thinking that this exercise storing up 20% of this grain, 
is an exercise in futility. I'm sure that they were thinking that. I'm sure I could see somebody walking up to Joseph saying, hey, dude, this is stupid. We have an abundance. We are enjoying overflow after overflow, year after year, bumper crop after bumper crop. It doesn't matter. We don't need to store up 20% of the grain. That doesn't make any sense. Let's just have fun now, right? And that's how people live today. Because they, the whole thing about delayed gratification, they have no idea what that what that's like, and they don't have the vision. And without vision, they're not restrained. Solomon said, "Where there is no prophetic vision, this is Proverbs twenty nine and eighteen. Where there is no prophetic vision, people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law." Another translation says, "Where there's no revelation, like this, this prophetic vision, this revelation is designed for you not to cast off restraint." Let me explain. When God gives you a vision, you're it's supposed to restrain you. Vision is supposed to restrain people with no vision. They'll do anything. They have no restraint. It took restraint to say no. In the middle of abundance, we are going to store twenty percent. It doesn't. But Joseph, we don't need it right now. Stop. I know we don't need it right now, but we're going to need it later. I am going to remain focused and we are going to execute on God's plan and, and we are going to store up this grain. See, people with vision, with prophetic revelation from God, these are people who don't do everything, right? People, vision restrains you. Vision keeps you focused. Vision makes your life simple. People come to me and say, like, hey, Rick, oh man, this is, I got this opportunity. Man, you need to jump in on it. God said this. Well, maybe God said that to you. And I celebrate you. But you know what? I know what God said to me. And since I have God's vision for my life, it restrains me. I'm not going to do everything. I'm not going to do 100 things. I'm not going to jump on this bandwagon. Why? Because vision restrains me. People with no vision, with no prophetic revelation, they do anything. They, they don't have restraint. They don't know where they're going, so they're willing to try anything. And since they don't know where they're going, they think that any path is going to take them there. They wander aimlessly through life, not knowing what to do. Not knowing how to do it. They just let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try this. Let me try that. And they're hoping that something will stick because they have no vision. When you have vision, you are restrained. You know where you're going. You are focused and it provides discipline and you shall not be moved. Paul said, everything is permissible for me. This is 1 Corinthians 6 and 12. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Paul was saying, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do something. You shouldn't do it just because you can. People with no vision, they don't, they just do anything. But people who have vision, people who have vision are focused. People who who don't have vision, they lack direction. They 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 are not they are incapable of making the right decisions because they don't know where they're going. But people who have vision, like Joseph had vision, they are focused, they are making decisions that line up with God's plan, and they are not going to be moved. He was like, during the seven years of plenty, we are gonna store up this grain and we're gonna store it up for the whole seven years, and it's gonna be 20%. And you know what? It's gonna be 20% every day, and it's gonna be 20% tomorrow, and it's gonna be 20% the, the week after that, and I'm not gonna be moved. And 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 this is what we're gonna do, you know, for how long? For seven Seven years. And I know that people today, they don't want to do that. People today, I was talking to somebody as I closed. I was talking to somebody the other day and they asked me for some advice. And I was like, well, you should do this. Try this phase. And they start doing it. And then two weeks later, they're like testing out a business plan. Two weeks later, it's like, oh yeah, it works. You know, I made a couple of thousand dollars. So now I'm ready to go to the next phase. No, stop. No, that you didn't test anything. A couple of thousand dollars is nothing. Two weeks is nothing. I mean, how about you test it for six months? How you about you test it for 12 months? And people don't want to do that. People, oh, no, that's too long. Oh, my God. You know, no. Why? Because everybody today, they want it now. 
But God is not in a hurry. If you're going to walk with God, you need to learn to live by faith and develop patience because God God will give you something that may not happen for a long time and you have to develop the discipline to receive the vision, come up with the plan, and then execute the plan. Execute it and execute it with discipline no matter how long it takes. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and repeat after me in faith. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for revealing portions of my future to me. The glimpses you provide help me see the vision that you have casted for my life. And this vision restrains me. I keep the vision before my eyes. I meditate and medicate on it day and night. I am convinced that it shall come to pass. I do not deviate from your path. The vision gives birth to plans. And once I have the plan, I declare by faith that I have the discipline to execute your plan no matter how long it takes. Living this way, I know that greater is coming for me. (laughs) I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up to get the messages. There's a red subscribe button there. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you're watching on YouTube Live or Facebook Live, leave me some comments. I read all the chat uh, comments, but do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends, and then do yourself a favor. Meditate on the vision God gave you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you develop a plan. And once you have the plan and the Holy Spirit says go, execute on that plan. And it may take years. I'm being honest with you. It may take years, but you have to be disciplined. You got to have patience. God is not in a hurry. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. God bless you.